Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Tzadik Beis in Masachas Ervin. We dedicate our, uh, this year to our comrade in, in arms, Andrew Singer, who we missed terribly, right, Garland? Right, terrible. Okay, so, where were we? Okay, there was a Shita in the first Mishnah in our parak. We had an amazing Shita at the end of the Mishnah of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said that all Gagin, Chatzeros, and Karpafim, they're all one Rishus. Right, which is amazing. It means that it's even more makeable than Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir had said in that Mishnah that all the Gagos, right, the name of the parak is called Gagos. He had said that all the Gagos are like one Rishus, which would mean that all the roofs, like if you look down at the roofs of Yerushalayim, which should be uh, rebuilt speedily in our days from Eishat Torah, and all the roofs look like a Kotel Promenade. That's all like one Rishus. It's like all like one Barry's backyard. Uh, so Rav Shimon extends that and he says that that's not only true of the roofs. Now, the reason for the roofs, it'll come up again. The reason the roofs we said all the Rishos were one Rishos was because you did not have, right, a lot of usage, as Rashi explained, okay? But the Chiddush of Rabbi Shimon is not just the roofs, but also the Chatseros, that which does get a lot of usage. They all join, meaning anything external to the house is all one Rishos, meaning you can carry from one to another with impunity. The only Gezerah, the only thing we're concerned about is bringing something out from your actual house up to the outside. Now, that led to a Machlokas Rav and Shmuel, since we last learned, right? The Machlokas Rav and Shmuel was, is this Kula of Rabbi Shimon, does it apply between Chatseros that have an Eruv or only for Chatseros that don't have an Eruv? Now here, this is important. Rav holds that ironically, only if the Chatser does not have an Eruv can you carry from that Chatser to other Chatseros and other Gagos. And what's the reason? The reason is very simple. It's because if the Chatser has an Eruv, why would the Chatser have an Eruv? It has an Arab so that one could carry Kalim from inside his house into that Chatzar. Oh. So it's only when you have an Arab that you're worried that something, some Kli is going to end up coming out of a Chatzar into someone else's Chatzar. That's the concern. In other words, if you didn't have an Arab around your Chatzar, then you would never dare to bring your Kalim out into your own Chatzar. So therefore we know that any Kalim that you're bringing are actually external, they're all from the outside, and then we would have no concern. Because again, this is all within Rav Shimon that our only concern is that you can bring something out from your house into someone else's property, eventually. So that is only a concern when you don't have, uh, when you don't have an Erev. So Rav therefore said that if you, if you did have an Erev, right, so you would not be allowed to have this school of Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon's school is only when, when nobody made an Erev. Rav Shmuel holds that even if you did have an Erev, um, even if you did have an Erev, it's still, as long as it's external, we're not concerned, which is the biggest kula. So the biggest kula is, right, Shmuel within Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Yochanan said, right, that he actually holds like Shmuel. That was an amazing, it's, it's worth it, you don't have to look inside, I'll just read it to you, a great line. On Sadiq Alaf yesterday's daf, Shmuel says, Bain irvu, bain irvu, that whether there was an Erev or not, you could carry in the outdoor spaces. Rabbi Yochanan. And, and then Rabbi Yochanan said, right, Mi lachshach, right, Bain irvu, bain irvu. He said like this, what? Because the Lashon is interesting. Rabbi Yochanan says to, to Rav, who whispered to you this, this, where did you hear this rumor? Who whispered, Lachisha means whisper. Who whispered to you this rumor that there has to be an Erev? It's like the way of speaking. In other words, um, there's, this, there's this nasty rumor that this Kula of Rabbi Shimon only exists if the, person do, if the people don't have an Erev. But if there's an Erev, then we can't rely on this Kula. So it's like if you ask a rabbi, you think that there's a Chumrah, right? And you think, oh, we have to hold this way. We have to hold that way. And, and he'll say, who whispered that nasty rumor to you? You don't, have to, you don't have to be machmer about that. You can actually hold like Shmuel, right? That Rabbi Shimon, you can actually hold like Shmuel. That Rabbi Shimon's Kula is in every case, whether there is an Erev or not an Erev. So it is this idea that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Shmuel that we challenge now. So we arrive now, Goranowitz, and also Zalman Daiv on the very last line on Sadiq Aleph Amad Beis, as we're about to enter Daf Sadiq Beis. Amale Ravina Laravashi. Do you see it? Last line Sadiq Aleph Amad Beis. Amale Ravina Laravashi. And now we're on Sadiq Beis Amadala. First word. Mi Amar Rabbi Yochanan Hachi. 
Right, did Rabbi Yochanan really say this? That the halacha follows like the uh, right Shmuel was in Rosh Shimon that says we don't care whether there's an air or not. You can always carry an outdoor spaces from one to the other, from a carpet to a chutz to a gag. The Amar Rabbi Yochanan it seems to contradict something that we said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. This follows halacha kistam mishnah. Rabbi Yochanan always holds that, halacha, that whenever you have a stam mishnah, that's what we hold like utznan, and we have a stam mishnah. This stam mishnah might sound familiar because we learned it about two three weeks ago. It's a mission in Erevin that says, Kosel Shebein Shtechatzeros, Gavoa Asara Verocha Varba. Right? If it has the famous dimensions of 10 Tvachim High and 4 Tvachim Wide, Me'arvin Shnaim Ve'en Me'arvin Echad. So if you have Goranowitz on one side, oh, look at this, Goranowitz, you made it into our case. We have Goranowitz on one side and Barry on the other side, right? Then if the if you have a Zaftic wall between them, you can't make an Erev that collectively between the two of you. Because those are two distinct Rishuyos, right? And and therefore you would each have to make your own Erev, but you can't make one within you because you have that barrier between you. Okay. Barry's a good man. You, if I had a barrier between me and Barry, I would take that wall down. Anyways, they are, so, so, but if there were fruit, however, on top of said wall, the wall, mind you, is so wide, it's almost like you have this promenade, like a separate rishus, in fact, and it has the dimensions of a separate rishus. And you have trees up there. It's very nice over there. And so, and as we had said in the Mishnah, Barry can go up and eat the fruits. Goranowitz can go up and eat the fruits. As long as As long as what? As long as they don't bring the fruits back down into their own into their own domain. Now, we're going to modify this a little bit, but... Is this teaching us how to live with each other, all these laws? Well, a lot of the laws, right, like when you have in, uh, especially in Bava Metziah, there's all the laws of Shechenim, right? There's, yeah, one, a lot of the laws are how to coexist in, in the most civil uh, way in society, and all the laws, of, and all the halacha of Hashavah Saveda, and Tzedakah, yeah, we try to live a life of Chesed. But here, we have the following issue. We have a, right, we have a Rishos up there, because it's ten Tzvachim high and four Tzvachim wide. Oh, and we're saying that you can't bring the thing, whatever, the fruit, back from the top of the wall into your chatzah. It makes it sound, that's the Mishnah that doesn't allow you to bring fruit, right? It's only allowing you to eat the fruit on the top of the wall. So it makes it sound that you can't bring anything from one Rishos to another into a chatzah, right? So it sounds like that's the Stam Mishnah that conflicts with Rishimon. Because again, Rishimon would have said that any chatzah can be carried, any Rishos can be carried one to the other. So why would you not be allowed, Barry, to carry the fruit from the top of the wall into your own chaser. Now, mind you, this chaser has an Eruv, okay? Because it has to, because by definition, it has this wall around it. So it's assumed, right, because the Mishnah said that we can't make a collective Eruv, Karanos has his Eruv, and Mary has his Eruv. So the chaser has an Eruv. So it sounds like by virtue of the chaser having an Eruv, you can't carry the fruit down from the top of the wall to the chaser, because to Rishuyos. But that sounds very much like Rav. And that's a Stam Mishnah. So how can Rabbi Yochanan hold, not like Rav, but like Shmuel, if he had actually held like Shmuel, then he wouldn't mind that you would take fruits, as long as everything is kept externally, then it should be allowed. So now we're going to modify the Mishnah that we learned. We didn't know this then, we know it now as follows. Ravashi answers, my lamata. What does it mean that it says you can't take the fruit down off the wall, uh, into the chatzar? Lamata lebatim. It means that you can't bring it, not into the chatzar. It just means that you can't bring it down all the way back into your house. That already was a gazer that everybody held, right? That would be even also according to Rabbi Shimon, to bring everything into the house. Everybody was nervous about that. Okay. So now Ravina says, can the Mishnah really be explained that way? That's brought into the house? In this context means in their respective chatzeros, right? That's mashma that even the chatzeros aser, right? In other words, there was a brisa that Rabbi Chia had laying around. We know that Rabbi Chia used to, uh, he, was, he, he was the holder of the brises. He was a big editor of the brises. So he had a brisa in his pocket, a piece of uh, data here that said that it was in fact aser not just to bring it into the house, but to stand in your chatzer. That's how the Gemara, that's how the Farshman explained this part of the Gemara. And then the Gemara answers an unbelievable thing, Gavran, let's hold on to your seat here. Amalei, so Ravashi explained to him, Rabbi lo lo. Okay, something very, very important, fundamental in understanding the Mesorah. Rabbi, in fact, 
was the author of the Mishnayos, right? So he was aware of every Mishnah. And Nebuchia was the one that edited, edited a lot of the Brises. So the Gemara is saying here, it, any, and also Rebbe happened to have been Rebbe Rebbe. Right? Rebbe was his Talmud. So therefore Rebbe um Brises were not as authoritative as Rebbe's Mishnayos. Which means that if we learn something in the Mishnah, and we think that that's the Deuk in the Mishnah, and that's correct, and then Rebbe is going to produce a Brisa that contradicts it, we're going to go with the Mishnah. It just means that the power of Rebbe over Rebbe here. That although the, that the Mishnah... Is, if, there, if we're going to have a contradiction, it sounds like Rebbe the, in the Stam Mishnah sounds one way, and Rebbe in a Brisa brings a Brisa to suggest another way, we're just going to assume that there's something wrong with the Brisa, that it, because the Brisas were not as authoritative as the Mishnahis, as we've been saying. So therefore, again, we have a Mishnah that's, that sounds like Rav, and then Rebbe brought that a Brisa of Shmuel. Well, we're throwing out that Mishnah, uh, because, in fact, um, right, that sounded like negative, uh, right, so that is, makes it sound like the Chatzeros were also connected Shmuel, but in fact, we do not hold like that, and therefore we are upholding the idea that we can hold like the. So the issue is, though, that it sounds like the Stam Mishnah, right? But the Stam Mishnah, as we interpreted, was talking about not bringing it into your house, and therefore it is so authoritative, right? What's What's surprising here is that the Mishnah is somewhat ambiguous. So you would think that the Brisa would shed light on on the Mishnah, right? That happens all the time. So it's kind of surprising, though, because with Ashi, it's like it's really not showing so much necessarily Rebbe's power uh, over Rebbe Chia, it's almost showing Rebbe Ashi's power over Rebbe Chia. In other words, we're favoring Rebbe Ashi's explanation of the Mishnah. I mean, Rebbe Ashi also, you know, Ravina and Rebbe Ashi are the authors of the Gemara. So they, you know, they were so authoritative, I guess, that um, that his understanding of what the Mishnah said is actually going to carry the day even over a Brisa from Rebbe Chia. Okay. So, so we learn everybody's equal. I mean, everybody, well, well, it's, well it's, it's, a, it's a hierarchy of Chazal. I think, I think the lesson I would take from this Quran is just how meticulous they were in trying to understand the nuance of, uh, of each of the Mishnahis and Brisos and which were, and were not authoritative. They're, the intellectual honesty of Chazal is astounding. Okay, now. So how come you get, you get the death sentence if you're you talking from your rabbi? Ah, you mean, how, so why, why is it so, because again, the, 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 well, that's a different thing. In other words, you're supposed to have a covered for your rabbi just like you have covered Shemayim. And so you, there has to be a reverence but together with the reverence, and this is our Goranowitz Mr. moment, you're supposed to be very, very, uh, you're supposed to have tremendous covet and reverence for your rabbis and teachers. But at the same time, what are the rabbis and teachers going to want you to do? They're going to want you to ask questions. Reverence in our, right, in our tradition does not mean not asking questions, right? On our very night of Amuna, the Seder night, when we have all the Amuna and we're passing along the Masorah, what do we encourage the children to do? To ask questions. It is, in fact, a very essential part of our Masorah to not to do like some other um, cultures do, where authority means you don't ask questions, but on the contrary, you ask questions, but always with respect, Goranowitz, of course. All right, Itmar, 10 lines down. This is a very interesting case. So we're going to stay with Goranowitz and Barry here. They each have two, a chatzer on either side of a ruin, a churva. We're going to see why the churva is significant. Now, in that case, achas irva achas lo irva. So we're going to say the Goranowitz made the eruv, but Barry didn't make an eruv. So Amar of Huna. So we're going to see what, what the case is, is going to be over here, right? Because we had said already, right, yesterday's daf, we were talking about Rav. Right, and we just mentioned in the introduction to the shear that when Rav says that there's an eruv, right, in a case where you have an eruv on one chaseros, you cannot carry between the outdoor, right, uh, in the outdoor spaces, right. As opposed to Shmuel said, even in the, in the presence of a of an eruv, you can carry from one chaser to the other. So the question now is within Rav, okay? There was a machlokus within Rav. What would be the case if you had again two chasers and a chorva between them, and only one of the chasers had an eruv? So what's the shaila? So Amar Ravuna, Ravuna was a Talmud of Rav, and he said, Ravuna holds. Uh, like we had said earlier, like we had said within the Shita of Rav, that makes sense. Barry didn't make an Erev, therefore we're not concerned that Barry's going to take stuff out of his house. Therefore we're going to allow Barry to carry in the outdoor areas. We're going to allow him to carry from his Chatzar into said Chorva. 
Garnwitz, on the other hand, made an Erev. He really wanted to bring his Kalim out into his backyard and chill out in his backyard. And therefore, we're concerned he's going to bring his Kalim out into the public space. And therefore, Garanowitz is not going to be allowed to carry into his Chorva, into the adjoining Chorva that Barry is allowed to, okay? Why? As the Gemara spelled out, Dilma We're concerned Garanowitz is going to take, right, his stuff, Mane Devasim, his household utensils, into the Chorva by virtue of having his uh, Erev there, right? The irony that the Erev constricts you from carrying into outside of the chatzar because it allows you to carry into your chatzar from the house. Okay. So that was Ravuna's understanding of, of how Rav would pass in there. Bechia by Rav. So that was Ravuna was a Talmud of Rav. Bechia was a son of Rav. So Bechia, the son of Rav, said, Afla she'irva ushtein asuros. Bechia by Rav said, Afla she'irva. Afla she'irva ends up being ambiguous. He just says that the halacha would be the same for Goranowitz and for Barry. The halacha would be the same. And we assume from that that, that means that it would be also both for Barry and for Goranowitz. After all, we're not going to, this is within the sheet of Rav. Rav's never going to let Goranowitz carry out of his chatzar into the Chorva because Goranowitz made an Eruv. He's bringing the stuff from his house. Oh. So that's why we assume that it meant Shteim Asuros. And Chia, by Rav continues, And if you think that when I said Aflashi Irva, I meant, and when I said that the halacha would be the same whether you made an Erev or not, that I meant that both Barry and Goranowitz would be Mutter, if you thought that I meant that both of them would be Mutter, this is Rashi explains. This is kind of a convoluted language. Rashi explains like this, right? That it obviously would be usher from the chater with the eruv, right? In other words, we certainly said that residents from, uh, right? That if a person, so this is a, uh, just a convoluted kind of language. That again, Garanowitz makes an eruv, Barry doesn't make an eruv, and let's say their chaters were adjoining. Would you say that Barry can't carry? According to Rav, here's. Let me ask you the following question. We already said that Rav says you can't carry from. Right, you can't carry from one outdoor space to another in the case where one of the outdoor spaces has an Arab. So let me ask you the following question. What was the reason? Because we know the reason. The reason is because the outdoor, outdoor space with an Arab, the stuff is coming out from inside the house. And we're concerned that it carry from inside the house. So fine. In our case, where Garanowitz made an Arab and Barry didn't make an Arab. So we understand why Garanowitz can't carry into Barry's chutzer. But why can't Barry carry his utensil into Garanowitz's chutzer? Right? If you hold like Rav, that all, right, this is all within Rav Shimon, that the outdoor spaces are all one. So if you hold like that, so Barry should be able to carry into Garanowitz's chater. Ah, Garanowitz has an Erev. Yeah, but Barry's carrying his own utensils, and Barry doesn't have an Erev. And therefore we know that Barry's kalim are Badat's kosher certified as not having come out from inside his house. So why would there be any restriction on Barry at all, right? So you might have thought, right, that that that, that, that would be mutter, okay? So he says like this, right? So this is where we're going to find out why it makes a difference when you, when you have a chorva in between the two chatzars as opposed to the two chatzars adjoining each other directly. So again, if you're going to say, so, 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 Rukhiba actually said, af lishi irva. So it's an interesting conundrum because if you were going from Barry's chatzar, as we just explained, into Goranowitz, you should be able to carry it. If you're going from Goranowitz chatzar into Barry's, then you certainly shouldn't be able to carry it. So what we have here is when you say something ambiguously like af lishi irva, what are we saying? We're saying that Goranowitz is Chatzar with an Erev is going to be like Barry's and Mutter, or Barry's Chatzar without an Erev is going to be like Goranowitz's Asr, which is it? So if you're going to say, so we're going to end up saying it both ways. The basically, the luck is that both of them are going to be Asr. So the first version is this one, that if you're going to say that both of them are Mutter, because Barry, in fact, can carry from, should be able to carry from his Chatzar into Goranowitz's Chatzar. So Hassam, there in the case of carrying between two Chatzeros, Rav is going to say that it's Asr. Why? That the reason why we're concerned people are going to come to carry out their stuff into the chatzer is because in the chatzer it's in fact protected from the elements. Hacha b'chorva, and here's where we see the significance of the fact that you have a chorva here. Kevin de laminatre mani de chatzer b'chorva lo asilapuke. The chorva is a ruin after all, and the ruin you have all kinds of riffraff in that ruin, so you're not going to put any kalim there because that is not protected at all, right? So because you're not going to 
carry any of the kalim there, it's less likely that the kalim are going to be carried into a ruin. And Rav, right, may not have made an iser there. So, oh, so therefore, we're saying here is maybe when they said aflashi irva, this ambiguous statement of Chia, of Chia, the son of Rav, when he just said that the two chateros, varies and Garanwats, have the same halacha, maybe he meant that they're both mutter, not aser. Okay? What's chorva? No, so this is exactly right. So we just learned that the reason why a chorva is different. Now, the halacha, we may not have known what the halacha was if your chatzar was up against Barry's chatzar. But it could be that the significance of chorva is that it's not, it's like, it's like an unprotected area. So if it's an unprotected area, Garanowitz, we're not worried that you're going to bring your kalim there. Because why do you bring your kalim into the chatzar? You wouldn't, you only bring it into the chatzar because you think it's protected there. You think you, it's like your own private backyard. So you can, you can put yourself in your backyard. But you're never going to put your valuable utensils in a ruin. That's accessible to everyone. And all kinds of refrain go through there. Okay, so that's one way of saying it. You get the Amri, the other way of saying it, but we come out the same place was Khir Barab Amar again, the Khir Son of Rab said. Yes, exactly. So so every little nuance matters. So you can barab amar afleshirva. That even if again the same words, afleshirva, even the chats have joined, Vishtain Mutaros. So there you go. Right, so one one option was Afleshirva Vishtain Asuros, and the other way of saying it was Afleshirva Vishtain Mutaros, right? The exact right converse here, the mirror image shot. If you're going to say that both of them are going to be usher, why are they both going to be usher? Because, after all, we understand why Garanowitz is usher to go into Barry, because he has the Erev. Because we're not going to allow, right, to carry from Garanowitz to Barry in the case. So, there, in the case where, as you pointed out, Garanowitz, in the case where you have the actual room between them, that, so, so, the Hassam there, where we don't allow, where we don't allow it, that'll be only in the case where what? Where you have the protection of the house, of the Chatzar. Because we have the protection of the Chatzar, in that case of the Arab, we're not gonna allow you to carry, right, from the house into the Arab. But in the case of the ruin, since there's no need to make a, since there's no, uh, need to make a gazera because of the fact that there's nothing watching over the chorva. So therefore, we didn't have to make a gazera in that case because there is no concern that Quranos is going to carry into that chorva and therefore carrying into the chorva should be okay. What right? That's actually a good question. So it's not considered Rishus Rabim because it is enclosed somewhat, but the enclosure fell down. We already talked a lot about a chorva between the and, and, and what the, it's not technically Rishus Rabim for sure because it doesn't have the, um, the right amount of traffic in it. But it's like a hybrid thing where it's just a yachid with the walls down and we're learning an extra added dimension to it, which is that it doesn't have the same protection as a chatzar. So the fact that it doesn't have the same protection as a chatzar here, whether you read it the first way or the second way of Rechia, is actually allowing us to carry from the chatzar into the chorva, because all of the cases, and this is really what we're saying according to either version, all of the cases where we said, now remember, this is within Rav, within Rishimin, all the cases where we said that Rav would be concerned that you can't carry from one domain to another in the case of Neruv, that was only when everything was actually going to be properly protected with proper fences, and good fences make good neighbors, and all that, and therefore they enable you to carry, right, from your house into the fence without having to worry that it's going to actually be taken or something like, or, or, or you're putting your, your kalim in jeopardy. However, in Chorva, where by definition you're not putting anything of value because it's just kind of open to the outside, even though it's not just a robin, but it's, it is not also protected. So there, there's no concern that you're going to bring the stuff out, and therefore it has the same halacha, essentially, as a chatzar without an Erev in Rav's world, and you can carry into that with impunity. And so we arrive, thankfully, at the Mishnah on Salvez and and we have another interesting case. This Mishnah, you may uh, recognize because we mentioned it and quoted it many times before. It's the case where you have the small chatzar and the large chatzar right up against each other just to set up the geometry. So it's set up like a T, right? So this becomes very important. So if you have a large chatzar, you want to be in the large or the small chatzar? Which one do you want? You take large? Okay. 
What am I going to do, Barry? I'm sorry. All right, so Goranowitz takes a large chutzer. When Goranowitz looks out from his large chutzer, he sees right, walls, right? Meaning, we already discussed this, you might recall. Uh, when Barry looks out from his small chutzer, right, so the sides of his walls are flush with the large chutzer, right, because it's shaped like a T, where, where Barry's chutzer is like the leg of the T. He looks out, the first wall he could see is the far wall of Goranowitz's chutzer, right? So his, his chutzer is completely flush with, um, with Goranowitz's. However, when Goranowitz looks out, it's Barry's smaller chutzer, what? Yeah, when you look out into Barry, as you do, into his small chatzer, you actually see walls of your own chatzer. You see the far wall of your own chatzer, right? And therefore, it is as if Garanowitz's chatzer, his large chatzer, actually has mechitos, and Barry's does not. Because Barry only has three walls, and then the fourth wall is completely open to Garanowitz's. Now, in our mission, we're going to discuss that chatzer case, but we're going to start with the same case, just the roof on top of a house that is so shaped like a T, as follows. Gag, gadol, samach, lakaton. So here, basically... Now the Chumash can't spell it out because you need to have Torah about Peh. Because it has to have a Mesorah from one to the other. That's how Hashem designed it. Uh, that, that's, the Tzadukim only held that everything had to be in the Chumash. But there has to be a living Torah of a Mesorah from one to the other with Rebbeim and all of the things you were saying before. So there's a, something called Torah about Peh for that reason. Okay. So God, Gadol, Samach, Lekatan. So let's say you have uh, a big house and then a slightly smaller house and they're actually joining, right? It's a joining house. So if you were to look at the roof, you would see the roof of... The larger house adjacent to the roof of the smaller house. There it is. Right? Rashi is explaining. What do you mean? It's mutter asr. Didn't we say that the gagos you can carry one to the other? So Rashi says very importantly, In other words, what this basically amounts to is that Goranowitz is sitting in his larger house. Because of the T configuration where Goranowitz has his own walls uh, around more than three sides, then his roof is in fact considered enclosed. Because we'll see. Because, right, because of... Um, Good asik, right? The walls are considered as if they're raising above. And therefore, it's as if Goranowitz has a mechitza. Whereas Barry's, whose smaller apartment is actually only showing three walls on top of the roof, is he, it's as if he does not have an eruv, right? Because his, his walls are flush with Goranowitz's and he doesn't have that extra lip, right? He doesn't have, um, those two extra shtickles that, that, that uh, protrude into his chatzir. So it effectively, he doesn't have an eruv and therefore he can't carry up to his roof because his roof is eruvless. As opposed to Goranowitz, who can carry up to his roof, because again, even though we're talking, let's say, about a case where there are no actually physical barriers there, it is the configuration that determines one as if they're having a, right, the larger chatzir, or in this case, the larger, the gag over the larger house. It's as if it has a, like an, a um, partition around it, mechitos around it, and it is as if the smaller chatzir does not. Okay, so that was... The what? Yeah, the chatzis, small chatzis have rights. Well, we're going to see what the rights are. That's actually going to be all of Amadeus. Let's see. So that is larger and smaller roof. And then we're going to equate it as we continue in the Mishnah. Similarly, chatzir gedolah shnifr tzalaktana. Right, again, you have a large and small chatzir. This we quoted earlier multiple times in this Masechta. Gedolah muteris. This is the source. The Goranowitz's larger chatzir is going to be mutter uktana asura. And Barry's is going to be asura to carry in there. Because in fact, it's as if Barry's smaller chatzir is like the annex or the opening of Goranowitz's larger chatzir. So we actually see two elements which will come up here where on, there's two aspects. Number one, the aspect is that it's as if because of the geometry of it, it's as if Goranowitz's chatzir has, so to speak, an Arab, right? It has a mechitza. And the other aspect of it is that it's as if uh, Barry's chatzir is like an annex to Goranowitz's. It's almost like considered an, an outgrowth of Barry's, of, um, of Goranowitz's chatzir, as we will see. Okay. So the Gemara first asks, it sounds like the geometry of this chatzir case and the Gag case is the same. So why would we have to learn both cases? So the Rav, according to the Rav, so now there's a machlokas, you have to understand. There was a machlokas, right, about whether good asik would apply, right, to, in fact, the, uh, the case of the Gag. That machlokas was on Kaitas. 
just recently. So according to Rav, it does not apply good asik to the walls that you can't see from above when you're on a roof. Ketani gag dumya dechatzer. Right, so that's where the Tana is purposely trying to teach you that the halacha of the gag will be exactly like the halacha of the chatzar with respect to this case. Ma chatzar minkar mechitzasa, just like in a chatzar down below on the ground, you can actually see the mechitzas. Af gag minkar mechitzasa. So too, in the case of the roof, we treat the walls as if they're visible, so to speak. So in other words, even if you don't hold of good asik in general, you're going to hold effectively of good asik in this case. In the case of the large and small apartment, you're going to treat the large and small rooftops as if you, the walls protrude all the way up to the sky, and therefore you're going to treat it like the chatzar. That's important to learn. And that's why you learn both cases to create a tzushtel, to create a comparison between them. So that's according to Rav who doesn't hold of good asik. Ever really Shmuel. Now Shmuel doesn't have to learn that because he holds of good asik, so he's going to say that the chatzar and the gag are the same alakha anyways. So why would he need to learn both cases? So the Shmuel is going to learn an extra thing. Gag dumi the chatzar. You have the two cases to teach you that the gag is compared to the chatzar in the following way. Ma chatzar the kadarsi larabim af gag nami the kadarsi larabim. Achidish, achidish. We had said before, right, that the reason why hold up here, Garanowitz. The reason why Rabbi Meir in our very first mission on this parak held that all the rooftops of Yerushalayim are going to be considered like one chatzar. Rashi had said, right, because lo darsi larabim is because it's very not populated. And therefore, because it's not so populated, you don't have people's schuyos in their own rishos conflicting with each other. In fact, that's why you have to make right an eruv because everyone has their own rights. So if people's rights are conflicting. You have to join them in one group. So that's always true in a chutzner. Said Rabbi Meir, it's true in a chutzner, but not true of a gog because in a gog we all have limited access or we use it in a limited amount, and therefore we don't have to worry about our our rights sort of mixing together because everybody knows it's minimal rights anyway. Uh, so the chiddush here is that even if you had a case where the rooftops were actually very, like you're in a community where the rooftops were very much used, right? So this is talking about the, the roofs where many people are using it. And therefore you might think that since many people use it, maybe the halacha would be different because in fact, Rameer wasn't talking about that kind of rooftop. The Chiddush of our Mishnah here, right, is that even here where you would think that you're not going to have, right, good asik to walls that apply below, in, a, in, in such a case that it does apply in such a case because just like it applies between chatzeres, which we already know are very populated and very highly, have very high usage rate, so too, we're going to treat the gag as if it has a high usage rate and as if it has the mechitzos. So the comparison of chatzer to gag is going to teach you something different, both according to Rav or according to Shmuel. But be that as it may, it still teaches you the two things that we talked about. Namely, that the larger chatzer is going to be treated as if it has mechitzos because of those protrusions into, right, those protrusions on the side. And, this, and the smaller chatzer is going to be considered like an, a subservient annex to the larger chatzer. And we're going to see incredible uh, ramifications of those halachas between the large and the small chatzar or gag as follows. Fine. Is the people asking questions on your tape over there? Uh, you mean, do I get sometimes uh, responses from the uh, podcast? Yeah, do they ask questions? Sometimes, but uh, not, not, not all the time. So, uh, yeah, I, maybe, maybe when it hits the big time, there'll be more questions. Okay. So, Yosef Rabba, Yosef Right, we already have this. We already had this on a few days ago. You love this Quranowitz. Abaye seemed to be like the Meshiv. He's like sitting down in the base medrash. Yosef Abaye Gabayu sounds like he's separate from these guys. You, you know, you have a bunch of Talmidei Chachamim learning, and Abaye is just kind of eavesdropping. Right, he's listening in on their conversation, hearing what they have to say, and then he throws in his two cents. So, the Yosef Kamei. What were these guys saying in the base medrash? What were the Chazal these um, these Talmidei Chachamim saying in the base medrash? As follows. They were referring to our Mishnah. They're learning this Mishnah just like we are now, and they said Shmami Nama Masnisin to Yuri Gedola Bekatana. It sounds like as if but the, the residence of Goranowitz's giant chatzar is actually consuming the residence of Barry's tinier chatzar, such that Barry's chatzar is almost like an annex to, to Goranowitz's, right? Okay, so 
how are we going to, so what are the implications of this as follows? But it also sounds like it's the vice, it's not true in the opposite way. It's not true that if you're sitting in the small chatzer, that you can say that the large chatzer is part of you. So again, two separate things. Number one, that anything that goes on in the small chatzer would apply to the large chatzer. And number two, the large chatzer is considered like it has a partition and the small chatzer does not. Ketzad. So what are the, what are the halachic, this is what you wanted to know, Baranus. So what's going to be the halachic nafkamina for you? So let's go through five halachic nafkaminas at the time of 6.15 a.m. We have 10 minutes, so we have two minutes per nafkamina as follows. Number one, gefanim bigdola. Let's say, so we know that we have an idea of kilaya karam. There's a concept of kilaya karam. You can't plant vineyards within four amas of each other, or if it's the same min, within six of each other. But the point is that, you, that they have to be separated. Now, we had already learned that mechitza's Shabbos would, would work for kilaya karam, my dad, such that even if they were closer than four amas to each other, if you had a mechitza, then you'd be able to plant on either side of the mechitza. The mechitza wouldn't even have to be physical, necessarily. But if it was considered a mechitza, then you'd be able to plant on either side. So what do we say here? So if, right, if Garanowitz planted a vineyard, then Barry wouldn't be able to, to plant at all anywhere in his katana. Why? We're going to see. As we turn to Tzadi Bezim Bez, Zrein Asurim, Gifanim Metarim. Right? Which means that the Zraim here is referring to what Barry planted. Barry planted in his katana. So Barry, for him, it would be also, it would be Kila Karim. But amazingly, the Gefanim, the already ripe vines that Goranowitz has in the large Khatzer, are Mutter. Why? Because from, from Goranowitz's standpoint, it's all one area. This is not Kila Karim, right? This is not two different Rishuyos. It's all one Rishus. However, from Barry's smaller Khatzer perspective, Goranowitz is, is a separate Rishus. This is what we're trying to illustrate. The Lachik Nafkamina, that when Goranowitz could consider Barry's Khatzer to be like his walk in closet. But Barry, for him, that's where he lives. And Garanowitz is like a different uh, uh, rishos altogether. So it's an amazing nafkamina that because it's a walk-in closet, um, Garanowitz could plant there with impunity and he has no killer carrying problem. But in the other direction, from Barry to Garanowitz, Barry can't plant at all because Garanowitz's chatzah is considered a different rishos. So amazing that that the opposite would be, would be true. That if Barry planted first, so Garanowitz can, again, he could plant with impunity because he considers Barry's rishos to be like his walk-in closet. And therefore, he can, there's no, the only, the whole issue of Kilai Karim is only two different Rishuyas. That's Nafkamina number one. Nafkamina number two, Isha Begdala Veget Begetana. Amazingly, in Gittin. We know that you're supposed to say Venosan Begyadu. You're supposed to put a get in a woman's hand. Now, you could also put it in her chatzer, because her chatzer is considered like her hand. So here we have a case where you're putting in the woman's chatzer. And the woman owns this chatzer. Fine. So Isha Begdala Veget Begetana Mikareshet. So the same would apply. Let's say the woman is standing in the large chatzer, and you throw the get into the smaller chatzer, into Barry's chatzer. She's going to be Mikareshet, after all. From the perspective of the large chatzer, where she's standing, it's like you threw it into her walk-in closet that's, of the chatzer. That's fine. It's all the same rishus. However, amazingly, Isha Bektana, if she's standing in Barry's chatzer, the, the get Begdola, and you threw it into Goranowitz's larger chatzer, ain't no miskareshes. Because again, from Barry's perspective, right, Goranowitz's larger chatzer is a completely different rishus. Amazing applications here. First Kalaim, then Gittin. Third Nafkamina. Tzibur Begdola, Shliach Tzibur Bektana. Here, the Tzibur is gathering. So let's say you have the Shliach Tzibur is going to be in the closet, so to speak, right? Why? Because the whole oilam is in the larger chatzer. So fine. So you put your, it's all one rishos. So you put your shlech tzibur in the same rishos. He's just standing in the smaller chatzer. That's fine. And he leads you from there. However, tzibur tzibur This is talking about a case where the tzibur is very reliant on the shlech tzibur. So if you have the whole tzibur sitting in Barry's yard, smaller yard, and you have the shlech tzibur, he's already in the other room. So we see, and all the people that are teaching this halacha are going to be referring to the backyard minyanim, right? Where everyone's sitting in different rishuyos. Are you yoytze or not? So here we see, if you have the shlech tzibur and he's considered to be in a totally different rishos and you're relying on him, you're not going to be yoytze de chova. Tosos here discusses 
how does this work? Do you have to see each other? There's a lot of the halachas of how much do you have to be in the same room? Like Khalilah, if someone's in a shiva house, right? And you have like a few people in one room, a few people in the other room, is that considered one minion? Okay. Tisha continue with minion, but a different case. You have nine men of the minion are in a large chatzar, and then you had a single guy in the overflow in the small chatzar, mitzarfin. So that you're going to be mitzarfin. Tisha begdola. However, if you're going to have nine people in the smaller chatzar, and Barry's chatzar, and you're going to have one guy, right, in. Right in the larger chatzar, ain't mitzdarfin. They're still looking for a, man, a tenth man because he's considered to be an entirely different rishus. Tosfos is going to say that's only if you're missing one. In other words, the first case, tisha In other words, in this particular case, from the perspective of the one guy who's in the smaller chatzar, so why can't why can't you say that he's missing nine people and it's a different rishus? Right, so the answer is like once you have nine people, we're going to be making a little bit. We're going to say that even though the guy, right, we're going to look from the concentration of where the rove is. In other words, it has to be because obviously, right, anyone's perspective could be flipped. That if you have a group in one and, and another group in the other, whose perspective are we looking from? So we're looking from the group of the rove. So obviously, if it's five and five, then it'll be equal from both sides. And you could say, well, whose perspective are we looking from? So what we're saying is. If the rove of the minion is in the larger chatzar, so then they're going to add all the dudes in the smaller chatzar, because that's considered the annex. But if the rove of the minion is in the smaller chatzar, they're out of luck. They can't add the guys that are in the larger chatzar, because from their perspective, it's considered in a different rishos. Okay, so now the fifth nafkamina is going to have more to do with the fact that the larger chatzar is considered to have mechitzos. So, Abigdola, we know, we learned in Masechus Barachos, you're not allowed to dive in with excrement, excrement there. So if you have excrement in the larger chatzar, also likros kriyashma bigtana. Then you can't say kriyashma in the smaller chatzar. Why? Because you're saying kriyashma Right, he's and in essentially in the annex, right, the larger chutzer is what's kovea, what's going on. So that means that because there's excrement in the larger chutzer, it's all considered one area with excrement in it. And so now you're davening in the walk in closet of an excrement filled area, that's not good. However, Tana, from the perspective of the excrement, it essentially is. If the excrement is in the small chutzer, much of the Kurashmabagdala, right? Then you can it goes back to the only by the larger chutzer you consider to have a machitza. So you have a a, a machitza, you're davening in a place with a machitza, and with a machitza it's mutter. The Shukhanach explains it's only if you can't smell it, obviously. Because there's two aspects. There's just the smell and the experience of there, it's Asr, but also just physically being there, it's Mutter. So as far as physically being there, that's not going to be a concern, right? Because of the fact that the larger Chatzar is considered as, as having Mechitzas. So now Abaye was president, he overheard this entire discussion. And what did he have to say for his th- two cents? Amale Abaye, Imkein Machitzinu Mechitzal Isr, Shilmala Ein Mechitzar Machikar Ba'amas Vezareah. So this will pick up tomorrow where Abaye has a concern. What's his concern? That normally mechitzas are created to be us, to allow us to carry, to allow us to do whatever it is that we do. And here we find a mechitza that's actually generating an iser, making things harder for us. Is there precedent for that or not? Tune in tomorrow to find out. Oh, um, and Zalman Daiv, Imkain Latino Mechitza Iser, so it's about eight lines up on Tag Beis and Beis.